0: Command the pff nfl daily is back we'll be here every day monday through friday all throughout the nfl season and beyond thanks to everybody who was already subscribed and thanks to all of our new subscribers throughout the offseason today discussing Devonte adams and the green bay packers is it all falling apart in green bay and where could Devonte adams actually land sam let's get into it Green Bay Packers, we've got Aaron Rodgers, we've got Devontae Adams, they're tweeting late 90s Bulls stuff, and people are saying it's the last dance. Let's think of this from the Devontae Adams lens. Is he basically just saying, look, if Aaron's not here, I'm out. I don't want, I don't want to live the Jordan Love experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're a Green Bay Packers fan. You thought things were already going south because your quarterback wanted out. Now your best wide receiver wants out as well. Not just your best wide receiver the best wide receiver in the NFL last season and arguably in the NFL period, once gone. So yeah, this is about as bad as it could possibly get Get for Green Bay. Um, I, it's tough though, because when you look throughout the NFL, we've obviously reached this period now where team building has happened largely, right? The draft has been, free agency has been, teams that had resources to throw at big highlight reel uh, major name acquisitions, They've already shot. They've shot their shot. They've got their guy or not. And there aren't that many sides where you look at it and you say, this is a team that has a first round pick and some change to throw at Green Bay for Devontae Adams, knowing that you're going to need to make him the best paid wide receiver in the NFL, which is not, you know, like a normal um, jump because the new Compkins contract in Arizona has kind of skewed that marketplace. That's reportedly what has caused the divide in the first place. You know, Devonte Adams wants to be that best-paid receiver, and the Packers don't want any part of that skewed marketplace.
0: So it's not that easy to find obvious suitors. Yeah. So remember that is why we're here, right? I mean, uh, when you look at agents and players and the whole deal, uh, some agents actually focus on you know, real money or guaranteed money or whatever it is, some players and agents focus on, I want to be the best at the position. I want to be the highest paid. And clearly uh, the reports are that that's where Devontae Adams stands. And the fact that, you know, Nuke Hopkins is about 5 million more per year than the next closest receiver absolutely throws a wrench into this entire thing. So uh, that's what I'm wondering too, from Devontae Adams standpoint, is this in addition to Aaron Rodgers moving on or is, or is it strictly about the money. There's a lot of rumors that Rogers is going to be gone. And if you're Devonte Adams, it's like, all right, either pay up or, or I'm out because I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I don't want to figure out what Jordan love has. Let me, let me find another place. But to your point, it's not like there's a ton of teams that just have either a ton of money or maybe are that excited about, you know, paying the, 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 the top receiver contract in the entire market.
1: I'm sure it's a bit of both to be honest like I'm sure if Aaron Rodgers was still there and everything was hunky-dory and the MVP was going to be returning the Packers would have some more leverage to say to Devontae Adams hey look the new Hopkins contract is a little bit skewy it's messed with the marketplace we're not going that far if you want to continue to gain you know a league high level of yards per route run be the most efficient receiver in the NFL you need to help us out here you need to meet us halfway and we'll do a deal if Rogers is gone now, the Packers are trying to sell um, Devonte Adams on a not getting paid what he wants to be paid, and b not having the quarterback who's likely to meet him, you know, where he can get to, not having a guy capable of giving him the kind of production that he deserves as he's turning 29, you know, reaching the last few years he has at this level. So I think from from the Packers' point of view. Like, if Rodgers is going as well, and it looks like that's happening, and nobody's going to know that better than Devontae Adams, they just don't have any leverage with Adams.
0: All right, let's get into where he might land. Because, like I said, it's it's not easy to figure it out. Now, look, I keep looking at the Colts. I've been looking at the Colts this entire offseason, uh, but they did just give up a conditional first for Carson Wentz. So, if the Colts were to get into the Devontae Adams sweepstakes, they'd be looking at what, a 2023 first round pick? And. They just, you know, Chris Ballard's done a really good job of building, you know, that overall roster and not really mortgaging much of the future. That would be tough for the Colts to swing. I also don't think the Colts look at their roster and think, hey, we have a massive issue at receiver the same way I might look at it and say, yeah, T.Y. Hilton (laughs) as your number one. And they they have some good complementary guys. But I still think the Colts are one of those teams that needs that true number one. Uh, especially when the Tennessee Titans, the team that they're most likely competing with in the AFC South, just went and got Julio Jones, made a similar move. So the Colts, you know, they're, they're an out, outside-looking-in type of candidate. But I'm looking at the AFC West, uh, the same place Aaron Rodgers is looking, ironically. to the Den- He's looking potentially at the Denver Broncos. But I think the Raiders and the Chargers, two teams who could very much be in this, you know, Devontae Adams world, especially with uh, old friend Derek Carr, Uh, Devontae Adams, college quarterback over in uh, Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, the Raiders makes the most sense in a number of different ways. One, you've got that Derek Carr connection. Two, you've got the fact that John Gruden tends to do unconventional things, shall we say. Three, I think he needs a win. Like, I think John Gruden needs to have a big hit somewhere and create something big like this to have any shot of competing with the likes of the Chiefs. Now you've got the Chargers potentially coming up on the rails and who knows if Denver are going to be a legit Super Bowl contender if they get Rodgers. And, yeah, I I mean, I think that Denver or that Raiders connection actually makes a ton of sense. The Chargers make some sense as well, but it would be like that would be a really, really aggressive move from them. Um, Not saying it wouldn't be smart, not saying it's not possible, but... Like, that would be a real statement of intent by the Chargers for a team that, you know, already has some pretty good receivers. It's not like they have a massive glaring weakness there, but they would be, like, putting this out that, hey, we are for real. We are competing with the Chiefs. We're not waiting. We are—our time is now.
0: Yeah, the Chargers—the interesting thing there is Mike Williams, uh, you know, his contract is coming up soon. He's their big-body downfield threat. Uh, but when you look at Keenan Allen and Devante Adams, when you're listing best route runners in the NFL, they're always in the top, to the top three, five. top five, right? They're always up there. Guys with, like like Stefan Diggs and some of these guys where they have the shiftiness, the craftiness, they just know how to get open. The most important thing. And we always talk about, hey, build that receiving core with different styles. Uh, I would throw that out the window if I knew I had Keenan Allen and Devante Adams, right? Play man coverage against us. I dare you. One of these get dudes is going to get open. So, uh, that would definitely be a, a fascinating one to see if the, if the Chargers did go that route.
1: And you would still have different styles. I mean, you would you would be very top heavy with savvy route runners that can win pretty much everywhere in Keenan Allen and uh, Devontae Adams. But you've got Mike Williams as your big body downfield contested guy. Tyron Johnson last season was phenomenal in terms of those big plays for. he was on the end of like all of those Justin Herbert crazy big time throws deep down the field against zero. Uh, blitzes and that kind of thing so between them that's a hell of a complete receiving core with a diversity of skill sets it's just that the you know your your best two are samey-ish in terms of how they win um predominantly like what their primary calling card all right
0: is. so one team i'm going to mention because every time a receiver uh, comes loose new england patriots fans are like wait i want that guy let me let me keep cock to trade for that top receiver but when we're talking about a receiver who wants to be the highest paid receiver in the nfl i just never see bill belichick and the patriots going that route so i would well particularly yeah particularly when you're not just saying
1: you know highest paid you're talking highest paid knowing that that's matching or exceeding a slight outlier right. contract like it would be one thing for belichick to sign up to a deal that made a guy the highest paid position at or highest paid player at his position knowing that it was you know a fair market deal it would be another thing belichick like voluntarily signing up to basically match a deal that's
0: messed up the market let me throw one wild card into the mix here staying in the afc south what about the jacksonville jaguars On paper, they have some names that aren't bad. DJ Chark, and they signed Marvin Jones for two years, and they just drafted LaVisca Chenault in the second round a couple years ago. Uh, But DJ Chark wasn't exactly, yeah, Urban Meyer wasn't really the biggest DJ Chark fan in some of his comments this offseason. It's not like Chark is this unmovable number one. Uh, Marvin Jones is toward the tail end of his career. He's only on that two-year deal, and we don't really know what LaVisca Chenault is at, at best at worst. He's probably a nice little gimmick player at best. He could develop into that true number one, but you don't know who you have. And if Devonte Adams, you know, happened to be there for Trevor Lawrence and his rookie season and his development, uh, Jacksonville's not always the most attractive place unless you've got an urban Meyer and now a Trevor Lawrence and it, it, maybe the Jaguars could actually be in the mix. And they're an aggressive team with urban, you know, at the helm there.
1: I'm in, I, I want to see that. I'm all for it. Also, in terms of cap space and picks and just the capacity to get this done, the Jets and the Jets yeah. still arguably need a number one receiver as well. Now they might not be a tremendously attractive destination again, but they've got the they've got the
0: resources to make that move. Yeah, happen. Zach Wilson there, you know, continuing to build around them. The Jets are, are moving in the right direction. So, so we're back, Sam. It's the PFF NFL Daily. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We're here Monday through Friday hitting all of the top NFL news. And of course, go check us out at the regular, the main, PFF NFL podcast. It's the PFF, NFL Daily.